0: This is the Realest Business Show on the radio. We talk about how the issues in the news affect businesses of all sizes and the people who work. For these businesses, what does NMPC's transformation mean? Earlier this month, uh, President Buhari unveiled the all new NMPC Limited, which brings me to our business hard fact for today. NMPC is the sole importer of petrol into Nigeria, the largest joint venture partner in NLNG and the joint venture partner of all IOCs operating in Nigeria. So NMPC is a giant. They're a giant in the Nigerian oil and gas industry. And before this month, that giant has been a government parastatal. Or maybe a group of parastatals. But now NMPC has been converted into a limited liability company in line with the uh, PIA. And today we are finding out What that means for the company, what that means for the government, what that means for the sector, and what that means for Nigerians. My guest is the manager for strategy at Sahara Group, J- uh, Jade Shola, uh, am I right? Uh, Jade Shola. Jade Shola, uh yes, Onilanla, good to have you on the show. Good uh, evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good Welcome to, to Bello and Abroad. Yeah, thank
1: you for having
0: me. Okay. Lagos, if you have questions about NMPC's new form as a limited liability company, give us a call on 0700 993 993 993. 993. You can also message us on WhatsApp oho 959 75805. We're also streaming live on Facebook. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. YouTube is Nigeria Info FM. I am Sandra Ezequestoli. This is Balogun and Broad on Hard Facts. So let me start, you know, with the most obvious question, right? Um, What is the purpose of this transformation? Is there any historical context? Is this part of a bigger uh, uh, event, a bigger occurrence? Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah. Th- thank you, Sandra. I think that's usually a very good place to start. Um, just putting some context around, you know, how did we even find ourselves here in the first place? Like mm. you said, you know, our big giants becoming an LLC, you know, how did we get there and why exactly are we going there? Mm. So there's a lot of historical context to it. Um, it's definitely part of a bigger picture, which is the Petroleum Industry Act that was passed last year. Mm-hmm. So the NNPC itself has its own history and the PIA has its own history. Mm-hmm. And I'll just go through both of them very quickly to find, you know, why, why exactly we are here and where we we're going with that. Mm-hmm. So the PIA, if you remember, was passed last year. Um, It's been a very long time coming, over 20 years. So the first time the oil industry attempted to be reformed was under the ex-president at the time, Olusha mm-hmm. um, Gwambasanjo in 2000. And he had inaugurated this committee he had called Oil and Gas Reform Implementation Committee mm-hmm. uh, that was supposed to look through all oil and gas laws mm-hmm. streamline them and create like a jukebox uh, for oil and gas industry regulation. Mm-hmm. This then became like the beginning part of the what we call the PIA today. And mm-hmm. um, by the time we got to um, Yara, Dua, and Jonathan, you know, it had been passed to the fifth and sixth uh, local government. And um, at the time, there was some back and forth around um, community and how to split. Anyway, we then get to Buhari's time and they did make some progress um, in 2017 under Saraki, mm-hmm. and 2018 under Dogora. He was a House of Reps um, speaker at the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the bill was passed in 2021. So mm. it's been a very long time. So it's been time. a long time it's a very <laughs> Exactly. It has <laughs> gone through different governments and yeah. then gone through different iterations. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely like, uh, it, it, it's a solid piece of Work mm-hmm. if you spend some time on it. Mm-hmm. NMPC itself, you know, started as well in 1971. It was called Nigeria Oil, Nigerian National Oil Company, mm-hmm. and by n- um, Decree 33 in 1977, it was merged with um, um, the DPR at the time mm-hmm. to become the NMPC we know today. And then uh, today, what we know is that it's about to become a limited liability company mm-hmm. under the PIA. Mm-hmm. And um, when you then look at, you know, how do these things, two things merge? You know, what exactly is the bigger picture? The PIA itself um it's a very interesting act and it's, it it pushes to do three things really the first thing is to define you know governance and administration how do exactly do we govern and you know how exactly do we operate the oil and gas industry it then talks about the host communities you know how exactly do we relate to them and it talks about fiscals which is taxes you know how much taxes do you pay you know what are your realities? what are your deductions etc but I think what is important for this conversation is like governance and administration. So the PIA is very clear and says, look, you know, we need to separate governance from commercial operations. So he says there's four moving parts. First is the minister. He says, this is your role. This is exactly what you're supposed to do. Then the commission and the authority, you guys focus on regulat- regulating the upstream industry and the midstream and the downstream respectively. He then says, NMPC, you focus on commercials. So NMPC going forward is going to be focused on commercials the commercial part of the oil and gas industry and is expected to be a profitable entity. So I think overall, the um, the entire transformation just revolves around moving NNPC from you know, a government company into one that is, I mean, it's not exactly private, mm. it's an LLC, but the role is, you know, manage the commercial part of the oil and gas
0: industry. Okay, yeah. but, but what is the precise nature of um, the change of NNPC's legal nature?
1: Okay, all right. So that's, that's a very interesting question. So it is still a government entity. Uh, it's still fully government-owned. So it's not a private company um, by definition because a private company is owned by private individuals and companies. Mm-hmm. And you know they can sh- sell shares among each other as long as it's not ipo or sold in public. Mm-hmm. But this is a limited liability company. It's 100% owned by the government, 50% by the Ministry of Finance, 50% by the Ministry of Petroleum. But it does have some flexibility in how it carries out its businesses, how it positions itself for capital you know how he hires people and how exactly he builds relationship with the oil and gas companies he works with so it's sort of we we'll say sort of a hybrid it's a limited liability company so mm-hmm. it's a, it's sort of a hybrid
0: okay so it's a sort of hybrid yeah um can you explain the difference between um transforming a government corporation into an llc mm-hmm. and privatizing one because i'm a, i'm still a bit like iffy on the uh, on the difference there.
1: Okay, so privatizing means taking out the the government part of it entirely, and mm. you know taking it selling it to private individuals or private companies, mm. and it will no longer be uh, a government company and it's not a public company. Mm. But what they've done now is it is still like I said, it's still a government company. It's still 100 percent owned by the government, but the way it's designed, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of flexibility around it. So for example, they are no longer tied to the PPA, which is the Public Procurement Act. Or like the fiscal regulatory act, it is say that used to like slow them, slow them down, and add some sort of bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. So they have the flexibility of a company like Sahara and
0: ExxonMobil, okay. um, but then they are slow a government-owned government owned entity. entity. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, um, so they've got hundred percent investment from the Nigerian government mm-hmm. because they're still government owned yeah. uh, but now that it's an LLC it no longer needs to comply with TSA mm-hmm. with um, fiscal responsibility act mm-hmm. with uh, public prim- uh, procurement standards doesn't keeping government assets without government oversight open room for diversion of funds. Uh, I think that's a, uh,
1: that's an that's interesting point of view, um, but I will say that um, not much has actually changed. So it's still a government entity, and um, part of the PIA, which is the bigger picture, is that the Ministry of Finance and the Ministry of Petroleum, they sit together and look at all the assets the government owns today, put some sort of valuation to them, and determine which of them are moved into the, private enti- the, into the LLC, which mm. is NMPC mm-hmm. Limited so what we get now is a change in the relationship on how money moves around so Mm -hmm. for example um, in the past with the JVs, um, JVs between N M P C for example and Mm -hmm. another company Mm -hmm. um, depending on their ratio of ownership Mm -hmm. what happens is you contribute your own quota based on your ownership so Mm -hmm. for example if N M P C is a 55% owner of an asset they Mm -hmm. contribute 55% for the operations of that said Mm assets but because um, when N M P C was a corporation they hold assets on behalf of the government they don't own it Mm. so when they need money they get money from the government cash calls and when they do sell the crude the money is swept to the um, government federation account Mm -hmm. but today as a limited liability company they are responsible for the equivalent of cash calls Mm -hmm. which is their own contribution to the assets Mm -hmm. so that when the crude is sold and they make money what they owe the government is no longer sweeping all the funds into the government federation what they owe the government is two things first is taxes and royalties like every other oil company and then dividends. And second thing they owe the government is dividends. Because the government is the owner of the company, the dividend goes to the government as well. Mm. So those are some of the changes that are going to occur when you move from it, public to That answers my
0: next question, because I was going to ask you, um, you know, how um, it, how the NMPCs transition to an an LLC will affect the nature of the JVs. For those of you who don't know, um, Lagos, NPC makes most of its money from um, joint ventures with IOCs like Shell, um, um, under the law, the asset on the NPC side of those JVs um, is the oil itself, and it belongs to the Nigerian Federation. Now, you're saying that it changes a bit. Tell us a bit more about that. Um, yes. Yeah. So um, today, the assets
1: are held by NPC on behalf of the government. They mm-hmm. don't own it; they, they're holding it on behalf of the government. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, what's going to happen is. Part of the PIA is the two ministers sit together and they add value. They put a value to all the assets, both the assets and the liabilities Mm -hmm. that NNPC as a corporation has today. Mm -hmm. They then determine which of them are moving into the limited liability company mm-hmm. the rest of them are absorbed by the government mm-hmm. because NMPC corporation as is today is no longer going to exist. Mm-hmm. So now for the assets that are then moved into the limited liability company they, are, they then sit on NMPC's books as the owner. Mm-hmm. They, so they're holding the assets by themselves mm-hmm. on behalf of themselves. Mm-hmm. So in operating these assets they have some flexibility in how they develop relationships with um, their JV partners. Mm-hmm. For example you know they're expected to incorporate the JVs which gives them fec- better flexibility um, they can have a carry arrangement they can do FTSs they just have a lot of flexibility around it and again you know because the assets are now theirs, mm-hmm. when the crude is sold, mm-hmm. what they owe the government is taxes and royalty, mm-hmm. like every other oil company, mm-hmm. and then dividends because mm-hmm. the shareholders are the Ministry of Finance and the Ministry of Petroleum.
0: But that brings me to my next question: They're supposed to remit uh, the bulk of JV ventures to the Federation, right? Recently, there have been disputes about these remittances, um, <laughs> and now they own the assets. Mm-hmm. Why should Nigerians trust that an NNPC that is now free uh, from government oversight will not become even worse at remitting JV uh, uh, revenues? Uh, so, um, I mean, that's, a, that's that's an
1: interesting view. Um, but again, you know, what they owe the government as a limited liability company is no longer sweeping funds. Now, they own the assets by themselves, mm-hmm. you know. Um, In the past, they didn't own the asset. They're Mm -hmm. holding it for the government. Mm -hmm. So for every sale they make, they have to sweep the money into this um, crude federation account. Mm -hmm. But as of today, or after um, they become a limited liability company, Mm -hmm. just like every other oil company, Mm -hmm. what they do is... Just pay your tax. You pay your taxes. That's it. You pay your royalty. And then, you know, just like every other company that pays dividends, you pay dividends. Mm -hmm. But in this case, because the government owns the company, the dividend also goes to the government. Mm. Yeah.
0: Lagos, let's uh, have you join the conversation. 700993 993 993 993 993 You can also share your thoughts on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080 959 75805. We've got um Hector from Bonnie. Ooh, all right, Hector from Bonnie says, Please ask, uh. <laughs> I don't know that she can answer this question, though. But Hector says, to ask you, will their recruitment still be by quota system? If yes, mediocrity will still reign. Well, she's not NNPC's spokesperson, so she doesn't know one way or the other.
1: Or do you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's something I can shed some light on. Okay. So as a limited liability company, um, there's some sort of flexibility to... I mean, what you're solving for is profitability and commercial viability. So, you know, although part of the PIA was that all the staff of the corporation are moved into the limited liability company. Mm-hmm. Because it's now a limited liability company and it's expected to be profitable, mm-hmm. part of what they're going to do in the next few years mm-hmm. is some is some sort of skill gap assessment. I'm here today, I'm trying to be a ex- um, profitable company in X amount of years. Mm-hmm. What do I require to go there? What sort of people do I require? What is my skill set gap assessment and how do I intend to fill it? Mm-hmm. So for example, they could fill it by training their current staff. They could fill it by hiring um, experts in those fields. They could also fill it by partnering with a company that already has people with those sort of skill sets. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they do have more flexibility in the type of people they hire based on their new goal, which is profitability and
0: commercial viability. Mm. Yeah. All right, let's take calls. We've got lots of people trying to join the conversation. 99.3, hello.
2: Yeah, President Sandra, good evening. Good evening. This is Chris, Welcome. our guest. Good evening.
0: Yeah, good evening.
2: How come the NMPC pump price is higher than uh, the, the one or the other uh, private uh, station?
0: Okay. Hello? Okay, yeah, we, we heard that. Okay. All right. You want to take that? (laughs) Again, she's not the spokesperson for NNPC. She is uh, (laughs) from Sahara Group. Uh, She is the manager for strategy at Sahara Group. 99.3, hello. Hello.
3: Hello. Can you hear me?
0: Yes. Good evening, sir. What's your name? Good evening. How are you?
3: Yeah. Hello Sandra, how are you?
0: I'm very well, sir. Welcome. Hello? Hello? Can, can you can I can you hear, hear you. Me? Yes, please. Go ahead. Hello. I can hear you, madam.
2: Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I
0: can. Just go ahead, please. We can all hear okay. you. Um,
2: okay. Um I I'm interested in, um, in 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 the in the aspect of a. Uh, I want to I'm thinking of this thing as purely commercialization more or less. Okay. Am I correct? Okay. Yes. Now and um we have a situation where where government is still involved, but uh, oversight is minimized as much as possible. Right. Am I correct?
0: Yes, right, yes. Now,
2: and uh, talking about appointments, okay, um, take an instance of uh, where we're we still battling with the issue of federal character. Okay, would there not be an oversight when it comes to issue of federal character when it comes to appointments of this uh, kind of business? Okay. That's just one area of interest. And is there, is there a possibility that people who find themselves in that setting right now would corner it to their own advantage and continue in that line also?
0: Okay. Th- thank you for calling.
1: Yeah, you, so, do you want to take
0: those? Yeah, um, I,
1: I, I think I can try. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um what the, what the PIA has, um, what the PIA has done is, you know, attempted to separate, like I said, regulation from commercial. So you have the minister and the role of the minister is oversight. Um, you have the commission. commission is supposed to regulate the upstream industry only. You have the authority that is expected to regulate the midstream and downstream industry. Mm-hmm. And then you have NMPC, corporat- or NMPC Limited that expected to run the commercials. So there's very clear distinction. I don't know if his question is who is going to regulate. It depends. If it's upstream, then it's the if it's upstream, then it's the commission. If it's midstream and downstream, it's the authority. And if it's general oversight, the minister has been taxed with that responsibility.
0: Okay. All right. We'll take a few more calls, and then I'll go back to asking my own questions. <laughs> <That's> 99.3, <whistles> hello. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. 99.3, hello. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Sandra. How are you, sir? You yeah, have on the line. Obara, welcome. Yes. I want to quickly
3: answer the uh, Chris question. Say why the NNPC comprises higher than uh, some other... Uh, the reason is, is, when you see N P C logo, those ones that the phone price is higher, it means that those are the filling stations that are the franchise, they are not directly, you see the NNPC logo on there, but it is not the NNPC that is actually managing them, they process of them as to private individuals, they are other funds, so that accounts for that. Okay. They're coming to the NNPC and the PIA, when you look at the PIA, the, what government has actually down here is actually to deregulate because the government own NNPC one hundred percent. Unlike in the nineteen seventy one to before 1977, when it was the national oil company of Nigeria. The refineries were quite profitable at the at the time. As we speak today, Sandra, mm. the NNPC is stolen uh, uh, four IOCs from relinquishing their onshore uh, and uh, uh, shallow water assets. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And when you look at the composition of the NNPC at the moment, they have so much liability. So I don't really know where the profitability is going to come from in the immediate. Then as when you talk about uh, staff re- recruiting, it was also stated that the NNPC, the government, will not interfere. How? Look at the board of directors of the NNPC. Out of ten members, three are from the south. Out of the south, three—I mean, two—are from uh, the southeast. The volume, the entire volume of oil produced in the entire south is not up to one single local government. Oil produced in the core major desert, and the only major desert person that is on that board is in the environment. Do you understand? Okay. So I don't really know how this business is going to be profitable in the immediate. When you look, a whole lot need to be reorganizing the NNPC. Before I have not seen it. I, I, I'm talking a practical sense because I've been inside the NNPC and I know what goes on there. What goes on there? You cannot run any it or in organization that way,
0: and you expect to be it, it, it should be. for it to be profitable. All right, Obaro, thank you so much for calling. Obaro, sharing so many thoughts there, you can jump in from whatever part um, intrigued you the most. Mm,
1: Yeah, okay, all right. So in terms of uh, profitability, I feel like uh, the new NMPC uh, Limited is a golden child. It's been given everything it needs. I feel like uh, NNPC Corporation has been stripped of, you know, the overweight it had. You know, all the burden that made it a bureaucratic has been stripped from it, and it's been then been given like a very clear enabling environment. Mm-hmm. The PIA is very clear on how it's going to support NNPC. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, when all the assets are moved into. NPC limited. It's going to be a very, very, you know, very heavy market cap. There are very few companies that have that sort of assets in their books. Mm-hmm. And they then have the flexibility of thinking about how exactly they want to invest. And in my honest opinion, I think this is an opportunity for Nigeria to become the giant of Africa again. Mm. You know, if N M P C actually like takes on this opportunity, there's there's so much to be done. Mm. So for example, um I, I always say that there's no there's no better industry than energy, there's no better location than Nigeria or Africa, and mm-hmm. there's no better time than now. Mm-hmm. It's such an interesting time. Mm. There's a lot of things that just seem to be pointing Nigeria in the very right direction Mm to going back to um, being like the giant of Africa. So a good place to look at it is, for example, um, if you look at the energy gap, um, there's about 7 billion people in the world, mm-hmm. 1.3 are African. 8 billion by yeah. the end of this year. 8 billion. <laughs> 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 so about one out of six or seven people is an African. Mm-hmm. And then with the expected population growth, we expect that in the next 10 to 20 years, about one, to f- one out of five, four people mm-hmm. are going to be African. Mm-hmm. And if it continues that way, by the turn of the century, one out of three people are African. Mm-hmm. You know, And then if you look at the, um, today, if you look at the energy gap in Africa, Um, We're housing about 13% of the world, but the energy available is only 3%. So it's really a 10% gap there. Mm -hmm. So population is one thing. You then look at, you know, we're not only growing in number, we're also urbanizing. So what you find is like in 2010, 2015, in the entire Africa... There was maybe like five cities that had over 5 million people. So you had like Lagos, you had Luanda, you had Cairo in Egypt. Mm. When in the next 10 years each by sometime around 2030, we expect 17 cities. People are moving to cities. So we mm-hmm. expect about 17 cities, um, including places like Kano, Ibado, Addis Ababa, mm. Ouagadougou. Everybody's ha- going to have more than 10 million residents. Mm. And of course, when people move like literally from the village to the city, mm-hmm. there's a lot more pressure on the energy resources. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the gap is there. The energy resources, you know, there's, there's a big gap. So there's just a lot of opportunity for NNPC Limited. And mm-hmm. LNPC Limited is not only going to be doing oil and gas. They're also expected to do renewables and new energies. Mm-hmm. So it's energy for today and energy for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of opportunity to position on themselves for that. So, for example, you know, Nigeria has very um, significant gas assets. Mm-hmm. You know, for you to position yourself um, with the whole global net zero um, lower decarbonization mm-hmm. if you're going to attract investors you have to be very clear about your decarbonization plan mm-hmm. and you know how you're going is to NMPC
0: very clear about it right uh, now or is it too soon it's too soon it's mm. too
1: soon there's just a lot of opportunities so again this uh, movement to an uh, to an LLC it's a door open mm-hmm. it's not it's not everything
0: given to you' just a door open mm-hmm. for, you know for for opportunities So it's, it's now going to depend on the NMPC to walk through the door exactly but mm. I feel
1: like you know the door is open you have everything you need it's mm. just like go ahead and just like just shine just, just be able Golden just child. Exactly. Just, just, just. <laughs> Let pros- us see your hair. Exactly. Just <laughs> prosper, <laughs> right? Um, so, just, um, just to round up uh, Africa, um, just to round up on Africa, mm-hmm. there's there's so much opportunity for us. Um, so, for example, on the renewable side, a lot of money has been coming to Africa, mm-hmm. but it's just that the money is going to South and North mm-hmm. Africa. Mm-hmm. So, for example, between 2000 and 2009, about five billion of money came um, to invest in renewables, and in the next ten years, about fifty five million came. Mm. So, within a ten year gap the investment went up 10 times. Mm-hmm. And I believe the money is still going to keep coming. Mm-hmm. So the question is, you know, how does NMPC position themselves to partner with these renewable energy companies? Mm. On the oil and gas side, again, you have to be very clear about your decarbonization plan if you're going to attract investors. Mm-hmm. For example, Total and the Uganda and Tanzanian governments have been able to bundle a $10 billion deal all because they were able to be very clear about how they're going to produce in East Africa with less carbon, how they're going to extract LPG, you know, to take advantage of the fact that a lot of people were using biomass. Mm-hmm. So if you switch from biomass to LPG, there's less carbon. So again, as long as you're very clear about what your plans are in terms of decarbonization, in the terms sky of multi- is the beginning, it's, it's, it's so many opportunities. All right,
0: so let's hold that thought. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll keep talking to the manager for strategy at Sahara Group, uh, Jade Sola Oninelna. She'll be talking to us some more about what it means that NMPC has transformed into an LLC i'm Sandra Ezekwasile living Business, work for one, or want to start one? Business is central to your life. But do most business shows really speak to you? Today on the show, the billion-dollar valuation on... Balogu and Broad does. Let's talk about the stock market and Alaba market. Let's talk about share IPOs and diesel supply LPOs. Let's talk about Broad Street. The Nigerian Stock Exchange recorded an all-time high of... And Balogun Street. Uh, the maximum hour spend on fuel, so on throw, mm. was 4,000. On Balogu and Broad... Wednesdays at 5. I'm Sandra Ezzequesili. You're listening to the Realest Business Show on the radio. On Balogun and Broad, we talk about how the issues in the news affect businesses of all sizes and the people who work for these businesses. Today... What does NMPC's transformation mean? I have on the show with me the manager for strategy at Sahara Group. Uh, her name is Jade Sola Onilenla and uh, she's been talking to us about what this means for Nigerians, for the sector, for the government, for the company. Now, lots of people who have called uh, Jade Sola uh, dur- during the first half of this conversation have wanted to know, okay, how far recruitment, how far recruitment, how far recruitment and i think i'm going to streamline that question and ask this instead as an llc nmpc um should have the power to hire and fire however most of its current staff are public servants or civil servants employed under street gent rules right so what happens next for them and their terms of employment
1: Okay. Uh, So, uh, that's a a good question. And it's one of those things that um, there's a start to it, and there's also a lot of opportunity down the line. Hmm. Uh, So, the PIA is very clear about the transition of staff um, from NMPC Corporation into NMPC Limited. But again as a company that is solving for profitability and commercial viability Mm. you know I'm confident that at some point there's going to be some sort of skills assessment gap you know Mm. we're trying to be a profitable company Mm -hmm. this is where we are today Mm -hmm. this is where we're going tomorrow Mm -hmm. Um, these are the sort of skill sets we need Mm -hmm. now you know there there are so many ways there are three different ways you can go about it do I want to (laughs) 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 do I want to train the people I have today Mm -hmm. so if you know it just requires sharpening the skill set they already have you know you could do that you could decide to hire more people Mm -hmm. um, probably experts in the field you are looking at you could also look at part of the flexibility is also developing some sort of partnership with maybe technically savvy companies that Mm -hmm. have the skill set you require Mm -hmm. you know so they can bring that to the table while you bring the assets or or something else you bring Mm -hmm. so I think there is a lot of flexibility Mm -hmm. I don't think like uh, it's a case of they're forever encumbered with the staff they have Mm -hmm. there's potential for exploration there's potential for expansion and there's also um, potential for partnership Mm. to bring in the kind of technical skill sets that they require
0: Uh, I mean a few hours ago I believe it was yesterday Um, um, We heard that um, NMPC was offering exit packages to 500 employees who were willing to exit. They were also uh, debunking reports Mm -hmm. on uh, a mass sack Mm -hmm. of of workers. But um, strategically, which of NMPC's current units should be retained by a profit-driven LLC and which ones do you think should be discarded? Okay.
1: All right. That's a very interesting question. And it's one of those things where you can't really dictate clearly what the output is. What you can do is, you know, have confidence in the process, in the selection process. Mm. So the PIA is very clear. These are the assets NMPC Corporation has today. Mm-hmm. Um I put put a value to all of them. I'm confident it's a very solid team. It's publicly available information. There's a there's a team of consultants. There's a law firm. There's NMPC themselves sitting down to actually pull value to these assets, um, both the assets and the liabilities, and they will then determine the ones that are going to move into the. Um, limited liability company. Mm-hmm. So while today, I mean, we don't have access to all the assets and all the valuation, but we do know, you know, they will probably have some sort of scientific criteria for asset selection, which I believe they're going to be very clear about. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're unable to we're unable to dictate whether or not which of the assets. We can't start pinpointing which assets, because you know, all you see is the asset. You don't know the liability behind it. You don't know what their drivers are. Again, they're solving for profitability. Mm-hmm. And I know that will always be key in their asset selection, but it's going to be a very scientific process. And mm-hmm. the team they put in charge is the very solid team, so mm. confidence in the output for that.
0: When we are talking earlier on, you said the Petroleum and Finance Ministries will decide which assets should go to NMPC mm-hmm. and which ones should stay with the federal government. In your expert opinion, um, which assets will end up with which entity?
1: Yeah, again, you know, those are no questions <laughs> we can answer. What we can just trust is the process. There's mm-hmm. going to be a very technical process to it, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of valuation. Again, they're solving for profitability and commercial viability, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that will always be the top line in their, their asset selection. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm very confident the team they put together, very solid consultants, very solid law firm, very solid valuation companies. Mm-hmm. So by the time they are done with that they have like a, a basket of assets, mm-hmm. they then begin to pick and choose which fits their end goal, which is profitability and commercial viability.
0: Okay. What happens if NMPC takes a series of losses and starts to go under now that um, they are an LLC and they're supposed to run as a commercial entity? You know do you think the government will resist the temptation to offer bailouts? <laughs> I
1: mean I'm, I'm it's I a mean,
0: golden baby. You said so yourself. Yeah. Your words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So I I, uh, I strongly feel like with the sort of assets that are going to be put there, um, the sort of structures that have been put in place, there's so there's so much opportunity for profitability that I don't envisage that, you know, they're going to be like a lost entity. <laughs> What if, <laughs> yeah? I mean, I, I think uh, at that point you'll be left to the government and NNPC to sit and have like a brother sister discussion.
0: <laughs> I, I like that brother this. sister yeah. discussion. <laughs> do you think the federal government will do an IPO like uh, Saudi Arabia did with Aramco?
1: I don't think it's impossible. Um, probably may, maybe not in the short term because there's a lot of work to be done before then, but I won't say it's totally out of the picture, but uh, maybe sometime in the future. But there's no clear path, there's no clear path yet
0: towards that. But I won't say it's totally out of the books mm. um, well people are calling but sorry I have questions I'm <laughs> gonna, I'll am gonna, i take your calls calm down so in the first um, four months of this year federal government's oil revenues were only 48% of the expected figure and a big reason of this is oil theft if the federal government with its security assets cannot protect its oil assets can NMPC limited be expected to
1: uh, to to a very large extent, you know, um, the 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 oil theft issue is a general oil and gas. Uh, it's not like it's specific to certain. It's a asset. sector problem. Exactly, it's, a, it's it's a sector problem. It's a very heavy sector problem. But there's been um, a lot. There's there's been a lot of back end work um, into looking at how to solve for that. You know, private companies I know are also trying to create you know entities that that solve for that sort of theft. But I do believe that you know, N M B C is also subject to what the general oil and gas public uh, sector is 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 set up facing. For. So on we get to the point where we have a sort of common solution for everybody I think in, in, you know it's, a, it's it's a general problem as do, of today. do you
0: think that those figures um, discourage potential partners
1: I mean and, and everybody is careful about where they put their money um, <laughs> but you know every, everybody has to be careful about where they put their money but again you know NMPC with what they have today with the asset that are going to be put in their books there's, there's I mean there's apart from oil itself there's there's potential for gas investments mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of incentive in the PIA for that. So, for example, if it's crude, you pay twelve. For, you could pay up to twelve point five percent in royalty. But mm-hmm. for gas, if you're onshore, you pay seven point five. If you're offshore, you pay five percent. If you use the gas domestically, you pay only two point five. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of incentive for gas and the use of the gas domestically. There's also renewables, which is the energy of the future. I mean, there's a decline, definitely a decline in. Um, the demand for the use of oil. There will potentially be a demand in a decline in the demand for the use of gas. But you know what we do require is power, you mm. clean energy. Mm. And um, NMPC has you know been given the saddle with responsibility of making this happen mm. for Nigeria. So mm. there's 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 a, there's a lot of things we can do. So that's it's question.
0: interesting that uh, you're talking about renewables. Uh, one of the so so my station organises a debate tournament, and during the auditions, one of the uh, debate topics was um, developing countries should have the same carbon emission standards as non-developing <laughs> countries i wonder what you think about that
1: um okay so if we if we look at um you're yeah, about to give the
0: next picture
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean it's it's, it's a topic I, I find very interesting and i'm just generally very passionate about. okay so okay um um Part of the basis of net zero is equality and equity, Mm. um, which is, you know, you shouldn't carry more weight um, than you're responsible for. Mm -hmm. Africa is only responsible for a very small part of uh, the global world Mm -hmm. emission, So we, we definitely shouldn't be subject to the same speed. You know, if 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 companies, the countries that are the countries that are responsible for most of the emissions, mm-hmm. if they slow down their emissions within the next five to six to seven to ten years, mm-hmm. it'll take them maybe ten to fifteen years for they get to Africa's rate of emissions. And mm-hmm. um, second thing is, again, this Africa is going through the whole energy gap thing. Um, we're housing thirteen percent of the world, we only <laughs> really have three percent of the energy infrastructure. Our population is expected to double in. So our population is doubling. Most of our people are youth. People are urbanizing. There's so many, and we are full of oil and gas. We do have oil and gas, so I do believe that there's opportunity for us to focus on what we have mm-hmm. before we get what we want mm-hmm. we forget that apart from energy a lot of the revenues of African countries come from the sale of oil and crude mm-hmm. so if you want us to invest in renewables but you don't want us to produce oil and gas where are we even going to get the money to invest in the renewables mm-hmm. so I'll say there's, a, there's there's an opportunity for transition which is African countries are um, we hold you responsible to produce in a decarbonized manner. Be responsible about it. You know, African countries should be allowed to produce their oil and gas, you know, as long as they're very clear about their... I mean, no one is even going to... If you're trying to raise money, you have to be very clear about your decarbonization plans Mm -hmm. and your, you know, focus on gas. Mm -hmm. So, African African countries should be allowed to optimize what they have, which is oil and gas, Mm -hmm. you know, while, you know, raising money and... Raising money both from the sales of the oil and gas, and through external investment, to then invest in renewables, mm-hmm. which is the energy of the future. Mm-hmm. So we do have a. L- 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 Africa's reserve of gas is almost ridiculous, <laughs> you know, and it's it's almost ridiculous. And there's a lot of opportunity even within gas to work as a clean energy transition. Right. So, for example, Sahara has invested in four, and um, four vessels within the past five years mm-hmm. um, to just support that general transition. You know, we do a lot of gas investment on our upstream side we're looking at some divestment opportunities and we're very big on those that have gas because you know that's the transition gas. So mm-hmm. While you produce um, your, your crude oil mm-hmm. very responsibly, you're very clear about your decarbonization plans. Mm-hmm. The gas as well, that's the energy of the future. Mm-hmm. There's so many opportunities. There's, there's blue hydrogen, there's green hydrogen. So many opportunities mm-hmm. while you then invest some of those funds in more sustainable sources of energy like mm-hmm. solar, wind, water, etc.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. If you're one of the students who is uh, in the pool for I beg to differ in August, <laughs> you just got a c- a cr- course. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we've sent out emails, so if you know someone who auditioned to be a part of the tournament in August, send uh, have them check their email to see uh, the topics that they will be debating from the 8th of August. I'm Sandra ezra You've been listening uh, to Balogun and Broad on Hard Facts, so 99.3 Nigeria Info. We're talking about the unveiling of the all-new NMPC uh, Limited. And and I told you when we started that NMPC is the sole importer of petrol into Nigeria, the largest joint venture uh, uh, partner in uh, NLNG, and the joint venture partner of all IOCs operating in Nigeria. So they are a giant in the Nigerian oil and gas industry. And before this month, they were a government parastatal, right? But now, they've been converted into a limited liability company in line with the Petroleum Industry Act. And today we have found out what that means for the company. We found out what that means for the Nigerian government. We found out what that means for the sector. We've also found out what that means for Nigerians. We have had on the show with us uh, the manager for strategy at Sahara Group, uh, Jadisola Onilenla. Let's come to you now, Lagos, for your questions, your thoughts, your contributions. 700 993 993 993 WhatsApp is 080-959-75- 8.05. 8.05. We're streaming live on Facebook so we'll read your thoughts as well as soon as you share them. Abby Ambo, for instance on Facebook says, the optimism of your guest on NMPC now a limited liability company is very impressive. I hope her analyses are not mere hypothesis or in other words mere academic explanations on the possible prospects for the transformed NMPC. Very, fi- uh, very rare to find a Nigerian outside of the ruling party with such optimism now that everything about Nigeria is falling apart. Finally, will this new move end the wanton theft of Nigeria's crude? Well, we've addressed that. Uh, Let's uh, take this message here from Alaba Alakpe who says, tell your guests the ordinary Nigerians are not interested in all this grammar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Your guest should tell the ordinary Nigerians what will be their benefits in all the processes made so far. I personally love the development, but what will be the benefits for Danfo drivers, or Okada riders, barbers and those who mostly use this product? Okay, Uh, we've got Nelson who says on NMPC, uh, a waste conduit pipe, mom is my word. Aramco of Saudi Arabia is a perfect example. NNPC refineries are all inactive. Okay. Here's a story. Here's a message on WhatsApp from Samson who says this story sounds like Nepa's transformation to PHCN. Uh, then to where we are now. Forget the change of name, please. All right, Samson. Uh, someone here is asking about recruitment and corruption how will it be curbed in a country dom- in a corruption dominant uh, industry okay uh, we've got this one from Johnson in a papa who says what if the NMPC limited doesn't declare profit uh, does this mean uh, the Nigerians are being taken as mumu is it possible that they won't declare profit <laughs> We've got a message here from Wale. Wale says, why did you call it dividend sharing? It sounds like PLC.
1: Okay, so uh, the limited liability company is expected um, by the PIA, apart from paying its taxes and royalties, uh, to keep about 20 to 25% of its profits into reinvestments and then pay the rest out as dividend to shareholders. And the shareholders in this case is the government. Mm. So I hope that answers your question.
0: Okay, let's come to the phone lines now. 99.3, hello. Hello. Good to have you on the show, sir. What's your name? Good evening,
2: our ambassador, President Sandra Ezequiel.
0: Good evening, sir. What's your name?
2: Once again, my name is Godwin, calling from Losurulakwe.
0: Godwin, welcome.
2: Well done for a good job you are doing there. Thank you. Uh, as much as well said by the expert, uh, this evening with you, mm. we are all here in this country where NNPC lot of money dispank into it in the name of renovation and whatever name. And year to year, no resort. We have workers there that have been paid who got salary allowances, yet no production for the end users. And today a nomenclature is being brought in. Am I sure that it is the European, I mean, the, from American or Indian or Japanese that are coming to manage it, that the Nigeria system, as bawa elderly which they are known for only killing, eating, corruption, at the highest order, without conscience and fear of God, am I sure this is not going to be take a carryover to that side but with the different nomenclature, and the same people who are into the killing of the processes and the growth of this country, who are going to be the one to rule them? Good evening and well done, Sandra.
0: All right, Godwin, thank you very much. I'm not sure there was a question in there. Uh, he was just sharing his thoughts on, on on the entire process. Thank you so much for calling, Godwin. 99.3. hello. Hello, good
2: evening, Sandra.
0: Good evening, sir. What's your name?
2: My name is Charles. I'm calling from Major.
0: Welcome, Kevin. Go ahead.
2: Okay, well, I do not share the optimism of your guest. Okay, we have we have an old wine in a new bottle, an old wine that is full of corruption, an old wine that is full of ineptitude, an old wine that is full of bureaucracy, an old wine that is very wasteful. As far as I'm concerned, mm. what I expected is that if they are really serious, they should push in private sector uh, people in oil and gas that have proven their worth in the industry those, those are the people that should lead NPC limited not the current crop of people that we have there that have been that have destroyed NPC what are the, what are they going to do
0: what new thing are they going to do in that place there's no hope as far as I'm concerned thank you all right thank you very much. Uh, For calling, you know, I I understand what, um, you know, the listeners are saying. I understand the concerns um, that they are sharing. But like you've said numerous times, they are now set up as a company that can only survive if they're profitable. Do you think that they will get in their own way of staying alive?
1: I mean, I don't see any reason to. Um, you know all the all, all the elements that you know limited its ability to do certain things have been taken away mm. and replaced with like wings to fly mm-hmm. you know you're supported by and um yeah and you've been uh, and they've been given the wings to fly mm-hmm. so it's uh, i mean I, I hate to be like the <laughs> the sunshine. Like the ray of sunshine. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I, I do feel like, you know, it's been set up for success. You know, all the all the all the factors that have slowed it down in the past have been taken away. It's been replaced with, you know, very clear expectations and also support for those expectations. Mm. Um via the via the PIA. So I uh, I mean I, I, I do think it's something we should be enthusiastic
0: about. About, okay. Yeah. Uh, we've got three minutes, more or less. Do we even have three minutes? Yes. Okay, we've got one minute. So that's enough time to maybe take one final thought and then we'll let uh, Jadi go. Yeah. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. How are you? Alex here. Alex, thanks for calling. Good to have you on the show. Yeah. Yes. So, you see,
4: um, I would like to be listening to Jadisola's voice, you know, more. <laughs> I know. You know, you, you know. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like a soothing voice, you know, um, happy times ahead mm-hmm. and all of that. But you and I are experiencing Nigeria today. Jada is also that.
0: experienced in Nigeria today. Like. You no, know, no, no, you
4: know that we don't. She's in Nigeria, no. no. I mean, come and on. Jade Jade solar. Leave, leave those things. Leave, see, you know, Trinidad and Tobago doesn't have as much gas, have, even one tenth of the gas that we have. Mm. The way they deploy the use, the local use of their gas, you never, ever believe it. Mm. Every household has a direct benefit mm. to the gas that they have in Trinidad and Tobago. I keep saying one thing, Sandra. I'll try and wrap up in a few seconds. Mm. That we should have a, a council of economic advisor separate from the Federal Executive Council. It's not, a, it's not a place led by politicians. We need real economists and technocrats to sit down. And we talk do, about though. We do. No, no. What we have mm. is still infested by politicians.
0: For as long as we put the politics first, we always land on the wrong foot. Alex, thank you very much for calling. We've got a comment here. Uh, Sola. you are such a great mind. Excellent job you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> keep it up. Uh, concerning the unveiling of NMPC, I want to say that corn is corn, whether roosted or boiled. do from Ojodu with that message there. Uh, Jerry from Ajah sent us a long message, but unfortunately, we are out of time, so I have to let jadisola go unfortunately but i will have you back on the show i loved talking to you thank you for being such a great guest jadisola is the manager for strategy at sahara group coming up is the news at six once the news at six is done lagos we will bring you the step down on the step down today at what point should your personal ambition take a back seat for your siblings outside the family, outside the house. The Step Down is where we just relax and, you know, you know stop talking about Nigeria's problems. Just, just chill, you know, chill and laugh and play. So 6.15, keep a date with me. Don't go away.